You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hey, welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is your host, Trip from TripAdvice.com, and today's episode is sponsored by the Spartagen XT to help boost your sex drive. So if you have any troubles with boosting your sex drive, boosting your libido, feeling and looking stronger in the bedroom, getting your confidence back in the bedroom, being able to keep an erection or help with finishing too quickly in the bedroom, then this all-natural supplement called Spartagen XT will help you today. It's 100% natural. What does that mean? That means it's only filled with vitamins and herbs. That's right, to help you with libido support. So go check it out at spartanlibido.com and it's just a supplement just like buying protein or buying fish oil. The same idea comes in little capsules and you can learn about how it can help you today. Go to spartanlibido.com. All right, today's episode is a special one with someone I'm bringing back that I've interviewed in the past. Her name is Ellen Smoke, and this woman is beautiful inside and out. And basically, you know, I brought her on today because we were having a conversation, and I interrupted the conversation. I said, this is too good information. I want to talk about this on a podcast. I want to record an episode. So lo and behold, we hopped onto Skype, and we recorded our conversation that is going to teach you all about how to deal with girls who might be a little crazy, how to deal with fights with a girl that you're in a relationship with or that you're dating, and how to be more masculine in a relationship, how to be able to understand when a girl is being more masculine and being more feminine. These are all very important things that you need to understand if you want to grow a relationship with another woman. So if you want to learn today from one of the best, Ellen Smoke, who is really just amazing at what she does. She coaches men and women through relationships and she has a very, very uh, hardcore understanding of the feminine and the masculine and how that all works and how that all ties together. And we reference uh, a lot from David Data's book, The Way of the Superior Man, which I highly recommend that you uh, go check out. We talk about that in the in the podcast episode, the interview that we do. And, you know, we just talk about how you can be able to deal with a woman. A lot of guys have trouble dealing with women and, and might run off the second that it gets difficult when a woman gets, quote, crazy or when she gets too emotional. How do you deal with those things? Why is it important to deal with those things? All that and more on today's episode on the interview with Ellen Smoke coming up in just a minute. By the way, if you've not left a review yet for the podcast, go ahead and do that. Go to ratings and reviews in iTunes. Leave us a review. It definitely helps out if it's something that has helped you. And if you have a question, you can call in 323-432-0025, and I'll answer it here on the podcast. And we'll do a special episode geared towards your question. But without further ado, let's get into my awesome conversation with a good friend of mine, Ellen Smoke. Hey, Ellen, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Trip? <laughs> that didn't sound convincing <laughs> at all. All right, l- let me let me t- <laughs> let me <laughs> let me tell the guys uh, 
the guy who's listening right now, what's what's going on. Basically, uh, Ellen, I've I've had her on before. This might be maybe like our third interview together on this podcast alone. And one of the reasons why I keep bringing her back beyond the fact that we are good friends uh, is that she just has a lot of great wisdom to share. And I look up to her personally as a mentor. She shares just amazing advice and teaches me a lot. And we were literally having a conversation about love and breakups and how women can be a little nuts sometimes and why they get a little crazy and how they're misunderstood. And I thought, you know, this is just information that I want to get out to, you know, to the listeners. So, uh, that's why we're doing this. And Ellen, thank you so much for, for coming on and doing this. I appreciate it. Of course. Well, we were just having a fabulous conversation, the two of us, and figured what we were, what we were talking about and sharing would be helpful to other people. And it is. This is very important information, this masculine, feminine dance dynamic, um, duality, sometimes uh, war that we have going on in our relationships. Um, so we were just talking about David Data's way of the superior man. Yes. Yes, and he explains a lot of great stuff in there. We are talking about how it's kind of like the Bible for men. So uh, if you have not checked that out yet, I highly suggest you go on Amazon and pick up a copy because it just teaches you a lot of great information on how to be uh, more masculine, how to step into masculine. And it, it talks about how to really uh, discover who is stepping into their femininity. Maybe it's a guy friend that you know. Maybe it's a girl that you're dating. I was just telling Ellen, because we are talking about breakups, is the breakup that I recently went through was with a girl who I, I thought was maybe a little bit more masculine. And it's funny because, and maybe you can explain this better, because when I say masculine, Ellen, you know what I'm talking about. But it's not like she was butch or she was like lesbian or like, you know, wanted to play sports or, or it wasn't like that. It was in kind of other ways. I mean, have you ever known any of your female friends or anyone who's been more masculine rather than feminine? Oh, yeah. Well, it's happening all over the place. It's been happening since women went into the workplace. Uh, and, you know, we see this on Mad Men. If you've been watching the TV show Mad Men, you know, women put on suits. They went into boardrooms. They were se- they were sexually harassed. They weren't appreciated for being there. Um, they were they were super smart and had super, a lot to offer, but um, up until this point, they had been the more submissive housewife. And so, throughout the generations, women have had to step into and access this more masculine side of themselves. And it, it, it might still mean that they look sexy and sexy as hell in a business suit. It has nothing to do with looks, but it has everything to do with women really wanting to birth their business dreams, their goals. Um, their purpose out into the world. And if, if, if you read, oops, sorry about that. If you read David data, you know, he talks a lot about masculinity, uh, the, the, the underlying, uh, driving force of masculinity being purpose. And if you look at what's happening in the world today, there are just as many women, if not more working on a purpose as there are men. Well, in order to work on a purpose, you have to focus on it. You have to set goals. You have to work your ass off. Sometimes you have to fight like hell, whether it's through your own 
fear or um, your own self-doubt or um, other people's doubt in you or disbelief in you. Women have had to switch into this role of really fighting for what they believe in and fighting for their purposes. And it's all very masculine. So we have a lot of successful, driven, powerful women um, out and out in the world. And really the, mo the, the more successful ones are the ones that have realized that, yes, you can get a lot of shit done by being in your masculine. Um, but you can be, I can actually get a lot more done by still being in your feminine, but it's an interesting dance for women to have to play, especially because when they are in their more feminine energy, they have to, they have to be in their emotions. Um, feminine, according to David data and people that teach this kind of wisdom, the feminine is anything that moves. It's the air, it's the wind, um, it's the rain, it's the ocean, it's the tide. Um, anything in nature that moves is considered the feminine energy. So when women are in their feminine, it means that they're moving from their emotions. It means that they're moving moment to moment. And so hence, here comes the topic of the crazy girlfriend, right? Um, because when women are really in their feminine and they're really embracing their feelings and they're embracing the present moment... Uh, which is how they actually are so sexy and attractive to you. It's the same quality that makes you want to have sex with them. It's the same quality that, that's going to drive you absolutely crazy. Because when we are in this more feminine place, when we are just letting the world kind of move us and our emotions move us rather than being like the masculine, which is trying to get from point A and trying to get shit done all the time, um, then we do have we, we, we are then in a volatile state to however we're feeling in every given moment. And this is what this is what becomes difficult for relationships. And I was sharing before we started recording with, with Trip that I just got out of a relationship where when I look back at it, I could see this happening. I'm a very, I'm a very feminine woman. I wasn't always as much in my feminine as I am now. And the more in my feminine I become, the more emotional I become. And the more I will say one thing and then mean another, or you know, push somebody a little bit and you know, expecting them to you know, embrace me and, and tell me everything's going to be okay. But, but at the same time, when men, when men are in a situation, they don't realize this is happening. They don't realize that it's just a, a fleeting emotion. You know, you're hearing your woman say that she doesn't want to do something or that she doesn't want you or that she, um, you know, she, she wants something else when in reality, she's just expressing an emotion that has nothing to do with her, her real honest truth. Um, and so I saw some breakdown in my past relationship because of this, because I do, um, live my life from a place of just letting my, my feelings flow. And at the same time, confusing the hell out of the guy that I was dating because he, all he saw was, you know, me being happy one minute and, and upset the next. Um, so that's why I really think this, that, you know, you really hit the nail on the head trip with this book being the, the Bible, because it goes into this and it gives men some really practical advice some things you can do in the moment when you see your girlfriend going off the deep end or going down the well is what John Gray from Men Are, Men Are From Mars calls it. Um, both of those books actually give some very practical information of just kind of how to handle your woman's emotions. Because the thing is, if you tell her to stop having her emotions, if you say, I wish you would figure this out, I wish you'd stop doing this, I wish, then eventually, if she listens to you, eventually she's going to have to, the only way she's going to be able to stop doing that and stop being so emotional is by going masculine. And once she does that, the t time goes on. And she continues to do that because she has to continue to be the rescuer, the rescuer, 
she has to start becoming the rescuer of her own feelings instead of you coming over to rescue her and giving, giving her a hug and an embrace and a kiss and telling her everything's going to be okay. She has to go into her masculine and become her own hero. And eventually that's when the sex dies. That's when you start become, you know, having a girlfriend that's more like a roommate. You know, you can't have a, a really hot, sexually charged, passionate relationship with a man who's in his masculine and a woman who's in his masculine. Um, so, I mean, who wants that to happen? We all hear about that all the time. Right. That's, I mean, again, you know, David Data describes it as polarities, right? So think about a magnet. There's a plus side and a negative side. And, you know, the opposites attract to each other like a magnet, right? Plus attracts the negative. And so it's the same thing here is there's masculine and feminine and they're each different sides of a polarity and they attract to each other. So it's like, yeah, just like you were saying, Ellen, if, if you're a guy who is masculine and you're living with a woman or dating a woman who is also uh, stepping into her masculine, a lot of those, a lot of that uh, attraction and chemistry can kind of switch off because, because you're not having that, that pull, right? It's like you're, because the, the male at the end of the day is going to be attracted to a, a, a girl who is a little bit more free, a little bit more open and not so rigid. You know, it's funny, like as a guy who's experienced dating all different types of women, you know, at times you're like, oh, it's it's great dating a girl who's a little bit more masculine because they're a little less crazy. They're not bringing, they're not fighting with you as much. Uh, they're a little less emotional. It makes things kind of easy. But at the same time, that sexual energy and that sexual chemistry is dead. And it's like, well, you don't want that, right? So... It's almost like this, this interesting trade-off. It's like, yeah, you'd rather be with a girl who's more feminine because you're going to be more attracted to her. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make the relationship uh, stronger and last a lot longer. Yeah, and women are ultimately stronger when they are allow, when they do allow themselves to express their emotions right. and just be, be crazy in a moment and be okay in the next. Um, they're more powerful because that feminine energy is what makes them powerful. That's why feminine power is a big topic now in um, the transformational community in the personal the personal personal development space because women had ha had have have kind of naturally gotten away from it since we've been out there working and going after our own purposes and building our own businesses and building our own dreams. Um, so there's a big movement for women to go back into their feminine. Um, you know, when you have a, when you have a couple and I would encourage, you know, anybody listening in that one of your criteria to getting into a relationship would be to, you know, choose someone who's on a, who has it, who does have a purpose for their life. Um, and, and it might not be something that they're doing, you know, it doesn't mean that they have to be owning a business too, or doing the same things that you're doing, but they can feel a sense of purpose somewhere in her own life, even if it's joining, you know, joining you and your purpose and what you're creating in your life so that the two of you have a sense that you're making the world a better place together. You know, that's really, really important for your, for your relationship to last. You know, the relationships that we see lasting for the long run are the relationships where a few people feel like they're together for a reason. And some people would say that they're together because, um, you know, they believe in God and they believe that their relationship is divinely, um, has been divinely timed and given to them. Some people are, um, you know, working on projects together, giving back together. Um, but in some, in some sense, you know, make that a priority, you know, are, are we making the world a better place together? And if that is something that you want, and that does, 
um, resonate with you, then these polarities between masculine and feminine are, are even more important because the woman, you know, feminine power is going to grow in the presence of masculine power and vice versa. Right. And that's when it gets super powerful. You know, I want to talk to you a little bit about something you were saying earlier in terms of, you know, you said you were acting a little bit crazy or quote crazy, you know, emotional at a time in your past relationship and there was something that the guy could have done that's kind of more practical that would have kind of made you start thinking different. I don't want to give away any of it, but I kind of want you to tell that little story that you told me, which I think was just super, super powerful. Yeah. Um, there is some advice in David Data's book, The Way of the Superior Man, and it's so simple. It's just little things that you can do when you see your woman, your girlfriend, getting emotional or starting to say things that, you know, you hope she doesn't mean or, you know, even just lash out at you um, or, you know, get a little snippy. He gives some really good things that you can do in the moment. Um, and I kind of don't want to give them away either, Trip, because they're, they are, they're almost so simple that I, I, uh, I want you guys to read the book and really get the wisdom out of the book and then learn some of the simple, um, simple things that, that, that he shares. Um, but I'm, I'm reflecting back on my, on this relationship that, you know, it's not totally over, but we've hit some, hit some bumps recently. And I'm reflecting back on it going, Oh my gosh, you know, if that one little simple move, if he would have just done that one little simple move or, or said that one little simple thing, I would have just totally calmed down. Like the storm of the sea would have been over and I would have been calm again. I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the visual that I get trip when I think about the, the, the masculine feminine, it's like the feminine is the storm and the masculine is there to calm it. Um, and, in, and, you know, granted you're not, you know, we're not asking you to, you know, be a superhero or save everyone that needs to be saved. We're just suggesting that even, even the healthiest, most confident, secure women that if they're in their feminine, they can't help but be this way sometimes. And, you know, I consider myself one of the most confident, courageous women that I know. And I've been studying relationship and teaching relationship advice and transformational uh, advice for, for many years now. And I still got myself into a relationship where I acted in some of these, you know, crazy emotional ways. Um, you know, it was something that I was kind of beating myself up right after, um, you know, uh, right after it happened. I was like, you know, why did I do that? Is there something wrong with me? Is there you know, have I not done the work? Do I have, do I have some issues? And, and, and the answer is no. Well, the answer is yes and no. We all have issues. You know, we're, we can, we can work on them and we can heal them and, you know, but we're human. And so, yes, we, you know, of course I still have my issues, but at the same time, um, I'm a fully feminine woman. I have embraced that. And, you know, I think that these books and these, these teachings and these wisdom teachers are so important for us because, uh, we can be totally normal and totally crazy all at once. And we kind of, we just, we need some learning and some wisdom and some education around the opposite sex to understand that just because they're acting like that, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing. You know, guys, you, you want a man, you want a woman who, um, who, who can express these emotions because it means that she's passionate. It means that she's being a woman. It means that, it means that she's 
that she can love you and love the world around her and she can be fucking upset with it too. And she's not bottling it up, which is a really good thing. We talked about that too, about how, you know, most of us bottle things up. Right. Um, so I think I answer your question in a bunch of different ways. No, um, I mean, absolutely. Uh, one of the cool things too, that, that what you said in there and what I want to kind of highlight too, for the guy who's listening is that it sounds like, at those times, the guy is the rock. Like, he's being the rock. You know what I mean? He's being kind of like the rock in the relationship. Like, he's like, all right, listen, like, everything's going to be okay. I'm here. You're going to be fine. You know, nothing bad's going to happen. He's being kind of like the strength. And that sound. I mean, obviously, that's extremely masculine. You know what I'm saying? So that's what feels to me like something a guy has to remember to do when he's in the rela- in the relationship. But the thing that's interesting, too, is that, Guys go through their own little turmoil. They get stressed out. They get upset. They can get emotional too at times. So do you think, Ellen, if a guy ever gets to that point that maybe a girl does, you know, where he's stressed out, emotional, he needs the woman to be a rock, is that going to make him feel or be, or not feel, will that make him appear more feminine? And if, if so, is that a bad thing? Um, no, I, I think that women embrace men who will show their emotions. You know, we, we want to take care of you. You know, we want to, we don't want to be your mom, but we're motherly and we want to take care of you and we want to make you feel better. And we want to, you know, clean the scrape on your knee or, you know, take care of make you chicken soup when you don't feel good. It's our nature. Um, and it makes us feel validated that we're not the only person in the relationship that feels vulnerable. Um, oh, interesting. Tell me about that. Right. It's, it's, it's vulnerability is a hot topic now too, because of our wonderfully wise, beautiful, uh, author friend, Brene Brown. Um, the power of vulnerability would be another good read for everyone. But, you know, women, those of us, those of us women who don't understand this as much, um, understand that this, emotional, what, what looks like emotional volatility is really just us being women and it's us being, um, feminine and it's just the female in us it's the woman in us. And it's something we shouldn't be embarrassed of, of, but I think a lot of women, because of the way it's a lot of, lot, lot because of the way our society is and a lot of, because you know, how we were, how we were brought up, we have kind of been taught that, that showing this emotional volatility is a, is a weakness. And we've also been taught that vulnerability is a weakness, which it is not. Vulnerability is actually one of the greatest strengths that you can have. Um, we've also been taught as women to be ashamed, to, as women to be ashamed of this emotional. We're just going to call it emotional volatility for conversation's sake, even though um, it's really not a volatility. It's really a it's really a, a, a beautiful feminine power. Right. Um, but we've been taught to be ashamed of it. And we're also being taught inside relationships, we're being condemned for it, we are being, you know, we're being left for it, we're being broken up because of it, we're being dumped, because, you know, because of it, um, we're being rejected because of it, and so we are, we're, we're also learning as women to start just to hide that and to not be that, like it's, like it's something we should be ashamed of. Um, I think so, same thing with men too. For men too, yeah, for men too. And so, you know, we are, we are all emotional creatures, um, in some fashion, um, men included, and some men will, will, will go, you know, go, you know, just say right up front. In fact, I was just talking to a guy recently who just, you know, it's one of the first things he said about himself is that he was an emotional guy. 
Um, and that's really nice for women to hear. It's really good for us to hear that you have emotions at you and how you feel about things and what you think about things and how things affect you. And uh, it, 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 it allows us to be um, okay with who we are. It gives us validation. Um, and it also gets, allows us to see a side of you that we can really bond with and really appreciate. It's, it's, it's the reason why, you know, girls bond with girls so well is because we're so vulnerable and we just, you know, tell each other everything and we hug and we cry and, um, it, 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 it you reach a different level of bonding or bondedness, um, with your, with your woman when, when you can like, when you can let her see your weakness as well. And, you know, think about it like this. It's like, you know, men, you're, you're, you know, you have your purpose every day. You get up and you're working on your purpose or your job or whatever you want to call it. And you go out into the world and you're conquering it, right? You're like, you are, you are that hero. You are that, um, you know, you're, you're at battle, you're at war, you're conquering the world. And then you come home at night and you kind of just need to take off your armor and maybe put your head in somebody's lap. You know, I can promise you that the great kings and, you know, uh, emperors and, um, you know, all the people in, in history that went out and bought, fought these battles, they had these wonderfully soft feminine women that they came home to. Um, then a little bit of that needs to kind of, a little bit of that needs to be brought back into our relationships these days. Um, instead of two people coming home and two people having been at battle all day. And it doesn't mean that women shouldn't be out there and doing their thing. I think absolutely. But I think when we start to come back home at night, that we need to be very conscious of the roles that we play. And it makes for a much more beautiful, copacetic um, living arrangement. You'll make a lot more love this way. Um, you'll have a lot more fun this way. And, you know, that's what ultimately we want at home, right? I mean, absolutely. And this brings me to something interesting, too, that I think maybe you can help out with. You know, a lot of guys might be listening to this and hearing this, and I think here's a really good question that they probably want answered right now is, where do you draw the line? Because I tell men all the time, one of the ways to attract a woman is to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. right? is to be honest and truthful. And I hear a lot of guys asking questions like, or not asking questions, more like they're saying statements of like, no, that's the pussy way to do it, and like, no, that's being beta, right, as opposed to alpha, things like that. And, you know, that's, that's sad that they're, that they're kind of learning things the wrong way here. Uh, but in some cases, I do believe that there is a line to be drawn where if you're too emotional as a guy, if you're too vulnerable, if you're, if you're coming home too much, you know, like, like, like battle's been hard and, and stressful and you're always looking to your woman for, for help, I think that that has a, potential to maybe stress out a relationship where the woman well, starts to not a see therapist. the masculine. You know, I mean, go talk to a therapist, hire a life coach. You know, I, I, I definitely agree that your relationship doesn't need to be the, the therapy couch. However, um, having an open, having a way to have open communication, um, not just a way, but having open communication and being able to share is extremely important inside that relationship. Yes. There's a reason your relationship, um, you know, if we look at this, and, and Tripp's going to love this because I always go in the spiritual direction, but if we look at the spiritual side of relationships, universal intelligence, God, whoever's, whatever's creating, co-creating all of this with us, um, is, is purposefully putting people on our path that can help us grow, 
that can help us up-level our lives, that can help us overcome our fears and debt and insecurities and doubts and help us really, help, really help us conquer ourselves so that we can then go out and conquer the world, so that we can then go out and make the world a better place. We can't make the world a better place if we haven't made our inner world the best place that it can be. So the universal intelligence, God, whatever is up there, is up there saying, okay, well, you know, trip, um, you know, you have, you know, I, I want, I want you to be able to be able to make the you know world a better place around you and affect the world around you. So I need to, I need you, I need, I need you to meet so-and-so over here because she's going to help you deal with whatever you need to deal with inside yourself to make you an even more fucking fabulous man. Right? So that means that you're going to trigger each other's deepest, darkest wounds, your fears, your insecurities, your doubts, your trust issues, your, I mean, all of it, all of it's going to come up. And, and I had, you know, this, this recent relationship that started happening inside of pretty quickly. Um, and after it was over, you know, and he was, and, and after it kind of scared both of us, he said to me, I just don't understand why it was good for a couple of months. And then it got hard. Like it, it, it didn't, it didn't take long before it got hard. And it was, what I heard him asking me was, why, you know, it was almost like he said, why couldn't we have gotten through a year honeymoon stage first before it got hard? And my answer was, because it, that's not how it works. You know, when you have, when you put two people together that are, have the potential for greatness as a couple so that they can go out and make the world a better place. They have greatness for, you know, they can, they can make people around them better because they're in their presence they can make their businesses better because they, you know, love and support each other. When, a, when two people have the, have the opportunity to do that for one another, well, there's usually some shit that needs to happen on the inside of both of those people for, the, for them to be the best set, for them to be their greatest selves. So typically, all that stuff that we need to deal with starts to get triggered really fucking fast. And most of the time, we run away from each other, right? Most of the time, we're throwing in the card, oh my God, she's crazy, I can't deal with her issues. Oh my God, you know, he's, he's, you know, he has trust issues and, you know, and I can't deal with it or whatever, or we fight each other because of it. All of that stuff is happening because it's supposed to, it's supposed, it's been, it's been designed to happen that way. Yeah, it's it is inevitable. Defined, it's inevitable. And so I, I think one thing you're asking is one, one thing I don't think you asked, but, but, um, I think would be a good thing to address is like, when is enough enough? Not just when it comes to like, where do we bring our problems to and how, how much of, how much should you be someone's therapist, but also when is enough enough when it comes to dealing with some of the shit that's going to start happening inside relationships because you're going to trigger each other. And the answer to that is enough is enough when you're with somebody who's not willing to do the work with you. Enough is enough when you're with someone who's just completely unconscious of what they're doing and absolutely not willing to seek out a therapist or read a book or see a counselor or, or talk to somebody about it. You know, um, you've got to be with somebody who's, who's in a situation where they are, they might not have, they, they might not be aware of what's going on yet because sometimes the awareness piece takes a while. But if you're with somebody who has the willingness to stretch and grow and get uncomfortable and read something for heaven's sake. There's like a ton of books out there, right? Yeah. And that's amazing that they can even do that. Just, I mean, you know, right just, there is, is a lot. It's a lot. And you know, if you love this person and you see potential with this person and, and you know, even if it's hard right now, like, you know, don't walk away because if you walk away, then you're bypassing whatever needed to be addressed, not just in you, but in that person. 
you know, we're really here relationships where, where in a way we're, we're here to serve each other's highest selves. And in order to do that, sometimes we're going to, sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, but you know, if, if you can sit there, if you can burn, you know, there's that, there's that phrase sitting in the fire. If you can sit in that fire together and not bypass it and not just go, you know, break up with them and get on Tinder and, and, you know, go out drinking every single night because you don't want to deal with it. If you can sit in that fire together and burn through it, what you're, what you're ultimately doing is burning away your fear. You're burning away your fear of something and you're burning away that person's fear of something. And there is no greater gift that you can give yourself or give anyone else than to be that person for someone and to be that person for yourself, even if you decide not to be in that relationship anymore. Right. And you have to be strong enough to be able to overcome those things. Cause you know, like we were saying before, it's inevitable that it's going to happen either now in the beginning of the relationship. And if it doesn't happen now in your wonderful honeymoon period, that could be sometimes up to a full year, it's going to eventually happen. And if you plan on even marrying this person, it's definitely going to happen. You guys are going to have fights. You're going to be dealing with some craziness and it's either, do you want to deal with this now and be strong or you want to deal with it later? And that's kind of up to you at that point. Yep. Ellen, thank you so much. This was great. I'm so glad we did this. I'm so glad we got to just come on and, and share some of our conversation with uh, with the guys who are listening. I just every time I talk to you, I feel like we talk about really deep stuff. And I feel like we should be we should have our own podcast. We're recording all these conversations because we always get into into stuff that I know helps a lot of other people. So thanks That's for coming on last that minute. Idea. Deep we'll just call it Let's talk about some deep shit. <laughs> deep deep shit with Ellen and Tripp. <laughs> it almost rhymes. Awesome. Thank you so much. And do you still do coaching? But if any guys are listening and they're like, whoa, this Ellen chick is like amazing and she's saying great stuff and I want to talk to her about my dating life or my relationship, do you still offer coaching? I do. I offer a le- very limited amount of um, relationship coaching at this point because I, I actually work on a lot of um, – I actually help a lot of people build businesses these days. Uh, but I do do some limited amount of coaching and I also have a coach on my team who's fabulous um, if I'm not available. So just send me an email to ellen at ellensmoke.com. You heard it here. Ellen at ellensmoke.com. Don't be shy, please. She's amazing. If you've been following my podcast for the past 106 episodes, you know that there are pretty much almost no one who's been a guest as much as Ellen. And there's a reason for that, because she rocks. So thank you, Ellen. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.